Hello and welcome to No Pamphlet. Mm. My name is Jim, and uh, I'm uh, one of the four people on this podcast. Have you heard the good news? Um, it's about trains. <laughs> okay, I was going to say. If you could that... go on a train from one city in the U.S. to any other city, where would you go? If okay. all right, you I, could start a commune on a train, would you? And what would it look like? No, it's got, um, it's got a crane. It picks up trash, and if it stops, everybody. Okay, dies. no, no, no. We can't start. We can't keep stealing bits from our other favorite podcasts. <laughs> Plus, only fifty percent of the people on this podcast would get that reference. Well, I mean, it's it was a movie. Oh, that is. Does it, did it pick up trash? Um. I mean, maybe. I don't actually know. I think it was self-contained. I I could just be conflating. All right. But to answer your question, Tyler, um, I love trains. I love... uh, I used to live in uh, just outside of D.C. uh, my first year of school when I uh, made the ill-advised decision to uh, spend all the money I had saved for college in three semesters uh, to go down there. But that's a different story. Uh, But I really like the... I love the the Amtrak between D.C. and... Um, our uh, home area, Kingston, um, is pretty nice. It's like a seven hour trip. It's actually like, it's, it's long enough where if you were driving, it kind of sucks, but because you're in a comfortable seat in a train, you can move about, get a snack. It's kind of nice. I, I totally agree with that actually, Jim, because I, I did that drive from RI to DC many times. And the last time I took the trip, I ended up taking the train and I definitely, you know, I didn't arrive at the time I usually like to get at because I usually do it at night and get there in the morning. But I was there. I got there earlier than I ever would get. So it was super convenient. I got to relax and chill. Yeah. Definitely took a long time, but it was it was definitely a pleasant experience. Yeah. The crucial I have found as a, a Your avid, regular train commuter. I have an avid train commuter. Um yeah, I, I've probably traveled. Let's see, we're talking f- what three three months and change. We'll just say like twenty sixty. We'll just go with sixty. Um, sixty times two hundred and twenty times that I have made the train trip from uh, Kingston or North Kingstown to Boston to South Station. Uh, over the past few months so it's you know basically what 80 80 times 120 whatever that is uh it's a lot i've traveled a lot of miles via train um in the past few months and i i must say that the crucial component i find of the train experience is the bathroom (laughs) yeah that's kind of nice Mm-hmm. I've said it once. I've even, I've been actually like in conversation. Told my boss this specifically. I was like, yeah, probably the least favorite part of my job because it does involve a lot of driving, is how frequent the moments are where it's like, I just really need to pee. And sometimes when you're on an interstate for several hours, there's not a good place to do that. No, uh, especially now where it's like kind of hit or miss if you know like fast food joints or whatever even have the inside open. You know, a lot of times they're just like drive up only. So, yeah, it sucks. It's like literally probably the worst part of my job. 
you could be in traffic in between, you know, two rest stops that are only a few miles apart from one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now you have no bathroom. My cousin yep. on the ride down had to take a piss outside because he had no choice. I mean, it's not that big of a deal, but, you know, it could be under different circumstances. For sure. Yeah, I mean, definitely. So I was recently introduced, not introduced, I heard about uh, peripherally. It's like, uh, essentially, it's a diaper pouch. It's just like an absorbent gel in a pouch Mm -hmm. for you to pee into. Pee in a bottle at that point. Yeah, there's a lot of truckers who are rolling their eyes at you right now. You know, the average trucker audience that we have yeah i mean i have uh, like i have peed in a bottle before like i'm not against it i just i'm not advocating for this technology merely bringing up the fact that you know those like absorbent uh you know plant food crystals could serve a purpose that yeah i think that they should they should be the sponsor for new year's rock and eve instead of planet fitness just like just like let's just show how everybody here is wearing a diaper and everyone's just pissing themselves drunk oh my god great new year's dependable eve yeah (laughs) the uh uh, on a related note though i was i was having that this precise conversation with uh my uh, brother-in-law this past weekend um, and he said that they, he actually recently came across and like, he's, he, he collects like old, like literature, like catalogs and like, t- uh, what do you call it? Like coffee table books and shit. But he found a, an old Sears catalog that had what essentially amounts to like a cup that you wear, um, over, you know, uh, your, whichever your, uh, uh, given, uh, body part is that contains a urethra, um, and uh, it basically has got a tube to a pouch that you strap on your leg and you can just wear it while you're driving. And I was like, there's got to be like this was from like the 60s or 50s or something. It's like there's got to be a modern version of that because I would 100 percent jump on that. Um, I think I'd prefer to something where I could like install, uh, you know, while driving rather than wearing it around all day, like just in, in case of an emergency scenario. But there are multiple times where that would have, uh, you know, uh, lent me. Uh, several hours of more comfort. Great relief. I've previously experienced. Release. See, yeah. that's not my problem when driving. My problem is having to take a shit. So it's like, like well, the last don't time even I get me started on that, Blake. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, the last time I had to drive to Florida, I made a point to. We we all kind of made a point, actually. Me, my uncle, and my cousin. To we only ate like a small amount of jerky and like part of a bag of chips between us all, all all and we just Only spent a couple the day... bags of dried apricots yeah <laughs> prune juice <laughs> <laughs> but we, we we basically ate nothing we basically ate like half a meal that whole drive and granted you're just sitting down so you don't really need it but um also I still mean... it sucks having to have that on the back of my mind of like oh crap i gotta take a shit every you know how many miles yeah yeah less than ideal yeah so um about the install situation that you were talking about jim what Uh, what if you were to just you know drill a small hole in the floorboard (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's a fantastic idea 
<laughs> they call it a, uh, a Flintstone hole. <laughs> Something you don't have to worry about if you take the train. Exactly. Precisely. Yava dava. Don't. Um, okay. Don't. Uh, okay. But yeah. So like, if I could choose a, a, I mean, I just think like the as far as you can go on a train, like especially if it's fast, like we're talking high speed rail. I mean, it'd be sick to be able to take a train like just clear across the country to. Yeah, um, that's to I, anywhere. I wanted to get some clear, some further guidance on this question. Like, are we just talking about? like a, a a quick train ride like between two cities like are we just picking like two cities that we might want to spend on because i did like a a historical not historical whatever you know a train ride up in north conway where it like takes you up to crawford notch oh okay yeah and that Where's was really, that? that was really nice that's in new hampshire mm-hmm. yeah it's like you know, up the mountain into the, you know, Crawford Notch, old historic rail line. You do it just for They the... got, like, bear wrestlers up there to see afterwards. It's yeah. General stores. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly that. You know, here here's a, a general store that has a, a well-worn path where you enter one side and exit the other and, you know, it's all part of the experience. And that was, it was really nice. You know, it was a beautiful little, little ride up the mountain. Um, but that's, you know, that's more of a diversion than I think what we're getting at here. Yeah. So how far, so I know I was listening to that congressional dish episode about, uh, the railway system and new laws around it. And I know that, there's rail line across the country from that, though lots of it is privately owned. And there's some issues with getting like passenger railways on the privately owned tracks. Mm-hmm. And so I found myself not having a sense like how possible is it right now to take a train from New York City to... I mean, Los Angeles is probably your best bet, right? Sure, Los I'm Angeles. assuming you're talking cross country. Yeah, cross country. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's I think it's possible, but it's not great. Like it's really quite a pain. Um, let's see, New York to. I'm Los, looking it up as we speak. Yeah. And we'll just do any departure departure date. Let's just say Monday. Takes days. Yeah. I got two hours and fourteen, two days and fourteen hours, as my, uh, you know, as the shortest distance. But I mean, it just goes to show you, it's like it's that is dumb to me. Like traveling across the country by a train is like can be pretty, but I would rather drive honestly, because at least you know I'm because one of the downfalls about a train is you're stuck on it. You're on their route. Same as a plane. You know, I can't make a detour to see, you know, the world's largest cheese wheel if I wanted to or something to that effect, you know, and or make a or maybe see Chicago along the way or something. 
right. something like that. The Badlands, for example. Yeah. You, you you can't do that, and you're you're stuck in a train. There's no there's no advantage to having a high speed rail that's traveling across the country. It's even the most you know countries that have tons of high speed rails going over it. They still take forever to get to distances. I saw this one video, and it said it gave a distance of uh, DC to Dallas, and that distance you see that a lot in different places around the world, and it takes about roughly uh just over 40 hours in like australia and europe and the united states um to to do that the only place that has any kind of efficient travel time for that length of uh distance is china uh between um hong kong and beijing which takes about nine hours the problem with driving though is that the whole time you have to be driving (laughs) Or very at least true a lot of the time like when very true when uh joe and i traveled across much of the country recently it was exhausting to yeah. be driving oh, yeah. for thir- 10 hours in a day i would much rather be on a train where i could sleep when i want to sleep and eat when i want to eat and go to the bathroom when i want to go to the bathroom and you don't think you would get claustrophobic at all, though? Like, I'm kind of, I guess you can walk the length of the train, but it's like, you know, there's my sleeping quarters and there's the eating quarters, and that's pretty much it. Well, I mean, I, you, I feel like you could do it in the same way. Like, you, you wouldn't have to go all the way in one go if there was a, like easy, active rail system we could still, yeah that is true because like when we when we stop. when we did the trip we weren't driving 24 hours we would drive like all day then like stop hang out in a town get a hotel room go check out the local scene could do the same thing on a train just during the day instead of driving all day you'd just be chilling that's a great point actually that's good because like even on this stop like it'd be cool to go from you know hang out in st louis for a little bit and then you could go to I believe I was covering it up, but I think Denver. Yeah, Denver's on the route. Um, Las Vegas is also on this route too. All cool stops you could make. Yeah, that sounds super. Yeah, fun. so that's a that's a great point. Yeah, and I really want to try at some point like getting a sleeper car for a long distance. Yeah, me train too. Ride. I've never experienced that. Right, like having a little dedicated like, oh, I can lay the fuck out here. Yeah. I'm into that idea, like really into it. But also, too, you know, you could take a plane, which that plane trip from New York to L.A. is under six hours. Also somewhat grueling because, um, yes, I mean, talk definitely. about li- limited space, man, plane, you get a chair. Te- it, de- it depends, depends, too, because like, yeah, a lot of planes at this distance will not be very comfortable but the longer the dis the longer your distance on an airplane the more enjoyable your experience tends to be weirdly enough yeah because they give you a lot of room and amenities to deal with the massive travel times of one-way trips yeah that's that is true all right planes you have to deal with the whole security yeah which why is there no security on the train what did you say? Why is there no security on the train? Because you can't crash it anywhere. But you could blow it up. Uh, do you know, like, yeah, I mean, you could 
uh, I wouldn't recommend it. Preface. Neither would <laughs> um, I. <laughs> <laughs> but you you could hypothetically, yeah, you could do some damage to to the train. But like that's true of any public space. Like totally. Why do we not have security on buses? Why do we not have security in like crowded Times Square in New Year's? Like it's only been a recent relatively recent development right that there was security on planes yeah like definitely parents time i think that it was a very different experience i know i that that is something i'm really bummed about not really like about being sort of alive after the the change like imagine like oh i'm gonna go catch a plane you just like roll into the airport and just fucking buy a ticket and just hop on like yeah. It's like you would at a train station or yeah. a bus station. Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. pleasant experience. Also, trains take a lot less fuel. Yes. A lot less fuel. They do. They do take a lot less fuel. I was fuel. surprised. I, I was looking at uh Amtrak's um like Vision three sixty, not three sixty, fuck. Um Vision 2035 it like came out with a, a proposal for, or basically a sort of, I don't even know what the phrase, right phrase for it is, but like it's just a document that uh, says if they invest, you know, $75 billion over the next 12, 13 years, um, we'll have, you know, uh, this much of an increase in ridership and um, the, the uh, better able to commute from city to city and you know we'll just have better Amtrak service right it's a vision for Amtrak to be nicer right and who released this Amtrak cool which is a Amtrak is a you know the national railroad service it's a government owned corporation that was established in 1970. Um, I, I have some stuff on government corporations uh, if we want to talk about that. Um, so this is like their plan for the next decade, basically. I, I wouldn't call it a plan because a plan implies a little more solid, uh, a, a little more solidity. What, what you know the word. Um, it's sort of like this a, is more, it's a uh, vision. It's a vision. And um, they had an image in there that was talking about greenhouse gas emissions from passenger transport for, you know, in total kilograms of CO2 equivalent per passenger by mode. Right. And this graphic, uh, I can maybe I'll if I if I do the right thing, I'll make it the uh, the show art. If you look at your podcast player right now, um, it uh, has anyways has a total kilograms of CO two per passenger by mode for a trip from DC to New York, right? Two hundred and twenty five miles, single occupancy automobile has seventy five point nine. Uh, kilograms of co2 equivalent for that trip an airplane has 48.8 kilograms per passenger a diesel train 34.1 electric train 13.1 
and this is the one that really surprised me, a bus, 12.1. Yes. I, I very, I believe that. Yeah. So, you know, we've all been talking about trains. <laughs> is that just because of how many people you can jam into a bus? Yeah. I mean, yeah. But that's also true of the train. If you were a single occupancy train, you'd be way off the fucking rails here. Well, yeah, <laughs> off the rails. Nice. Um, you, um, you really. I, one of the things I immediately was thinking when t- thinking uh, when first listening to the the podcast about the uh, trains was, I feel like the bus system across the country could be much, could be greatly increased to make intercity traveling a lot smoother especially in you know cities that are very close to one another like uh the pacific or throughout california but it definitely would take some kind of like you know these lanes are dedicated to buses only which do exist some places Mm -hmm. but you'd have to have that much more standardized throughout the highway system yeah but I, yeah, I was surprised at at that, and I, that got me thinking. Because now, I don't know if you know, in the Bay Area, there are a lot of buses that run between like the East Bay, like Oakland, Berkeley, and the South Bay, like you know, San Jose, Sunnyvale, Cupertino, those those cities, Mountain View, and they run up between both the East Bay and especially between San Francisco and like Mountain View area, right? Mhm. You know who operates those buses? Who? Google, Apple, Facebook. Really? Yeah, they have private buses for their employees to commute. They have Wi-Fi, all of that stuff. Their time on the bus is part of their work day. Right? Wow. Yeah. That's like, pretty trippy, right? Yeah, that's very trippy. Do they get dropped off to a station, or do they get dropped off at their house? Uh, it's like a meeting point. I think they, they okay. You know, I think they have like a route that they define. That you know, I, I don't know the entire logistics of of that. I don't think it's like school bus type service. Um, though, be pretty sick. <laughs> yeah, the... <laughs> it's like. We'll just paint it yellow. Put little stop signs on it. Can't open them, though. That's a crime. <laughs> What's the sort of difference in the cost to maintaining roads versus rail railways? Do you have a sense of that? No, no sense. But that's a great point. I would imagine yeah. that rails are much more durable than roads. I would agree. <clears throat> Given that they're um, solid metal as opposed to, you know, constantly disintegrating asphalt. Right. One of the things I did see, uh, and this is sort of related, though, in terms of just building new railroads, is uh, the difficulty in terrain, too. Like, uh, like when they were tr- they're trying to build a high-speed railroad between Orlando and Miami, but they essentially have to build a bridge the entire way. They can't use an existing railway line or anything like that. They have to, you know, do build the whole thing from scratch. I mean, that's because Florida is just swampland and sand. Like, that's a Florida thing. That's not a general thing. <laughs> well, yeah, that's but 
other places have different problems. Like they're trying to build Mountains. that high speed road. Yeah, exactly. They have to do so much boring and in the in California to try to do that high speed rail. And they have to make everything earthquake proof as well, which also takes even more time and um, money and energy. Is that more of an issue with railway lines rather than roads? I don't think so. I mean, roads are definitely a problem. The 89 earthquake um, that hit, I believe, San Francisco or L.A., one of those cities, like there were whole highways that just collapsed and caused a lot of problems. Yeah. Yeah, there's Sections that famous, famous video of the um, the two-decker. Yeah. Um, high, yeah, you know the one. Yeah, there it is. We're looking at it right here. The uh, Loma Prieta earthquake, Central Coast, October 17th, 1989. The Cypress freeway structure in Oakland just collapsed. I wonder where in Oakland that is. That was, um, but yeah, no earthquakes are, you know, scary. Just the, the ground becoming a liquid under you. Surprise. Um, but yeah, I that's keep... why. Oh, so you were saying Tyler? Oh, I just I keep thinking about like um, those numbers uh, about the fuel use. Yeah, and, and how. Like, it seemed electric trains were roughly comparable to buses mm-hmm. for person transport, for transporting people. Um, and how that interacts with the maintenance cost of roads versus railways. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd be really interested in a little more information about the, you know, not just the equivalent CO2, but the because i'm imagining that that equivalent co2 is not factoring in the maintenance the co2 emitted in the construction and maintenance of the yeah i'd be, um, I'd be very surprised if it did yeah because I, I think of and i think this is something that was mentioned in that congressional dish episode that a lot more money is spent on the highway system than the railway system and i wonder just in the absence, like, it's really nice to be able to drive across the country, but I'm sort of trying to imagine a alternate world where the sort of amounts spent on each of those systems were flipped. Like, what would that look like? And would that be better, ultimately, for the environment and potentially even, like, the ease of transportation? I guess one concern about that is that, like the ability to transport oneself across the country is more dependent on like the large organizations that control the railways. And a nice thing about the interstate system, highway system is that you can sort of just go wherever. Extreme, extremely localized governance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it's just me and the my freedom. Yeah. There's a lot of freedom in that. There is, there is, and you know it's it's understandable. Like the allure is definitely there to not question that a project like that when it's happening because you know it's the idea of like oh I can drive directly from point A to point B with not having to worry about anything in between is you know it looks good. 
can I ask, yeah, I was going to say, can I ask like a, a question to kind of, uh, uh, you know, bring, um, yeah, bring it back, uh, sort of to like what, what, what we're really talking about here, which is like, you know, infrastructure in terms of trains and travel. Right. So in Europe, you know, there's tons of trains. Their train systems are much more uh, integrated than ours are. Uh, but also there's, you know, a lot more cities closer together, right? So what would a useful, like, optimized train system look like just kind of in broad terms in the U.S.? And are we, you know, how much infrastructure revamping would that take? I you believe it exists already. Like there's infrastructure there that just like it's an organizational thing. <laughs> I mean, there's more, there are more track miles. Like the United States rail system is more extensive than any other country in the world. Right. Yes. I, I understand that, that there's more miles of track, but it's definitely not as integrated into the average person's life as exactly it is in Europe. And, and to build in high speed rails and like even like the, the Accela train. Uh, running from Boston to DC has 457 um, miles of track and it can reach a top speed of 150 miles an hour but it only can reach that speed of about for about 34 miles and its average speed is only 65 as opposed to say like I saw another one they were saying in China the average speed for their train was 200 miles an hour so You'd, you'd really have to, there'd be a lot of things you would have to do to build new track to allow these trains to travel at their optimal speed if you're trying to at least do high speed tra traveling. Right. And is that mainly because of the number of, well, like obviously the Accela just like breezes right through Kingston Station, like it doesn't have a stop there, but it still has yeah. to slow down to go through a train station. Right? I it's don't not going know. 150 miles an hour, is it? No. It looked really fat. I mean, it's not going 150, I'm sure, but like that thing blasts by. Like, I mean, I'd be surprised if it was going faster than like the average car on a highway. You know what I mean? You're just like oh, pretty close yeah, to you're it. Yeah, just real close, and it's. Big. I it's yeah, maybe I don't know. I was with a little dog, and that thing just like turned over like five times when it blasted past us. <laughs> but everybody like wait, like the dog flew. Yeah, basically, like <laughs> this this little Phoebe. Um, her tail curls up <laughs> and she spun so much that it uncurled her tail and we just down and she was just shaking for a good 10 minutes afterwards. Oh, poor thing. But, um, I do think that you, uh, any good, any, when you're building, um, any kind of intercity uh, infrastructure for trains you got to keep it concentrated to the different i'm gonna use one of my favorite word megalopolises mm -hmm. around the country and you know they include like boston to washington uh north uh you got uh chicago to pittsburgh and denver to boulder there's cascadia which is all the cities in the north northwest you know toronto to rochester so as long as you keep them concentrated, they be trains in general and just making those efficient intercity things become a lot more viable. There's no point in making something that goes across the country, I think, unless you were trying to uh, connect something like 
Toronto to Miami or, you know, Vancouver to L.A., those are more reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I don't think it's like long distance train travel makes all that much sense. Well, I think there's sort of different, like there could be high speed routes and those might make sense in like select places like that. And then there's the sort of larger web that doesn't necessarily need to be high speed, but for transporting like currently freight, but potentially people all throughout the country at a slower pace could be good. And it, it kind of does exist. Like I, when I was in that train going down to uh, DC, I was sitting next to a guy and he was taking the train from, Bo- I believe it was Boston to somewhere in Alabama, I think. Like, he was traveling a crazy distance, and he was going to be on there for days. And when the train line ended, he had to, like, get on a sleeper car train and take that the rest of the way. He said, I had the time, and it was cheaper than flying, so I just said, you know what? What the hell? Let's try it out. I want to try it. Yeah. I'd like to experience it one day. Wow. All right. So, the L0 series maglev in... Japan. Do you know what its speed record is? I'm gonna get kilometers. We're, we're talking. I mean, we'll leave it as we'll leave it as an exercise to the to the listener to to, to convert. Whatever you think, you go for it. What what makes more sense to you? Two thirty six. Right. That's miles per hour. That's just a number. I didn't give you units. You can decide oh. for yourself. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, Top I'm speed go. speed record. 324. Okay. Tyler? <laughs> 350, I'm going to say. It's probably a lot faster than we think. 351, Bob. Um, 374. 374 miles an hour. That's pretty crazy. Miles an hour. Japan isn't Holy very big. Crap. They could cross the country quick. I'm always staggered by Japan's population. Oh, yeah. Every time I think what is that. Japan's population? Is it like... 125 million. Wow. So it's like the size of the UK, but it's also about a little over a third of the US pop- or about a third of the US population. Oh, Japan is is super big. Japan is like the entire east coast of the, U- of the US. Oh, is it? Why was I thinking oh, yeah. that it's like similar? It might maybe I'm it just looks comparing that way it on because maps. it's another island nation in size-wise. Yeah. But that being said though, most of the population is concentrated in tokyo the biggest city in the world and it's is it the biggest city in the world um i believe it is the biggest city in the world in terms of some kind of thing uh, okay japan is pretty big yeah it's like the size of like but it's at very least i believe it's the most densely populated metropolitan area in terms of size or something crazy like that it's huge population density or something 37 million people live in tokyo all right i was wrong about most sorry redact that what i said most of the population lives there but they don't yeah well i mean that's probably the city proper as opposed to like the but i think my understanding is that in japan uh, based on almost nothing um you know 
it's a mega city in a lot of ways, right? Like, oh, it's it's the mega city. It's it's incredibly huge. You know, it's Japan is a, is a nation that requires mega cities because most of the land is pretty un, uninhabitable, mountainous forest territory. So you have these, you know, a few areas that just have these massive concentrations of people. Yeah. Yeah, weird. I'm I'm looking at a map now and yeah, Japan is way bigger than Yeah, it's huge. I didn't realize just how huge it was. One of my favorite little things is uh seeing like the size comparisons of like countries. So you get the like actual relative sizes. Like Africa as a continent is so huge. It's like crazy how huge it is. Yeah. It's really, really big. Map projections are weird. Texas is bigger than every country in Europe. That's just nuts to me. That's wild. Okay. Also, just like without digressing too much, the history of like the timeline of how quickly Japan modernized from like a like serfdom into being a international fucking like industrial powerhouse is insane. Like it, it's it's bonkers. yeah, it really is. It was like before World War One, like it it was like late eighteen hundreds or mid eighteen hundreds. They were very like seriously cut off from the world in terms of like modern technology. And then by World War One, World War Two, they were, you know, building uh, some of the best like naval ships in the world. It's it's nuts, but anyway, wild, wild. Okay, all right. Side digression. We can have another episode right. about that one. So we're talking about intercity travel. So what are the reasons for travel? Like I think commuting, obviously, maybe I have a, a, a dog in this fight, but being able to commute to a different place is is nice. It's you know, you don't need to like you don't need to live in the the place that you work. There could be places where you work, but maybe maybe that's a bad thing. Is that is like being able to commute a long distance for work? Like, is that is that a, a good thing or is that a is that totally a, is a good thing. Bad thing? I mean, I think there's there's multiple ways you can consider, it, right? Because like, I think it's kind of widely considered, or you know, your your personal carbon footprint is much less if you live in a city and work in that city and do not drive an individual car by yourself, obviously. And like, um, but if you live in a city, then a lot of your food has like more travel miles to get to you there on average than like, if you were, you know, uh, consuming mostly just like local produce or whatever, or lived in a commune and grew a lot yourself, for example. Um, or like, uh, but you know, like what's the, is, is there a, a ecological or social problem with overpopulation of cities where it's kind of beneficial for people to be able to have access to uh, commute, like say from Kingston to Boston um, where like, you know, if that was a feasible option for somebody who wasn't, uh, you know, making a startup in Boston money, you know, uh, that would probably increase quality of life for a lot of people, you know, if they didn't have to live in a small apartment in the city where it's very expensive to get like a less quality place to live. Totally. You know? So like if you're making much less money, but could like, you know, feasibly afford to like a small apartment 
but in Boston that like kind of sucked versus being able to live somewhere out away from the city and it was less costly, but you could have more space or, you know, better living conditions. Like that'd be kind of nice. But right now commuting on a train is unfeasible for someone in that position. That's a major problem for a, a lot of the, they were, I was watching a video and they were saying that's a problem for the tech companies in the, the Northwest because it's hard to attract people. They're finding it more difficult anyways to, to attract people to their cities because the cost of living has just skyrocketed so high that, you know, it could be feasible to, to live in, you know, cities that are pretty close by if there was better, you know, intercity transportation to make the commute not crazy long like what you have to deal with joe yeah there's also uh tourism travel as a reason to or like freedom to easily move from one city to another like if i wanted to move to oregon or something i guess if i drive i can bring a bunch of stuff but yeah, I don't think. I don't... Oh, I thought you meant more of like. A... I was trying to say like two other classes, like reasons people might take long range transportation, intercity transportation. Oh, like like uh, like, like tourism a... being one and changing location being another, changing living location. Right, like I'm gonna head out to, you know, this city for. The summer, you man, you know, I wish it was still a thing to like summer places. I mean, I'm sure it is for it is for if folks. you have enough money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe very it, much still is. Yeah, maybe it was always. Maybe that was always the the case where it was only wealthy people that were doing that, and we just have a weird a weird perspective on history that is based on the stories that we uh, have interpreted from the past being filtered through only the the wealthy folks like there's just a lot of silent voices in the annals of human history yes definitely but it's but living you know somewhere for the summer isn't isn't so far-fetched i mean you know for for like a decade my uncles used to live in p-town for the summer they used to they had jobs out there then they used to basically they you know they knew people they'd get a new place sometimes the same place a couple years in a row Sometimes they'd live with other people and they were able to stay there, you know, for most of the summer. My uncle's a, you know, a public school teacher. Right, right. So it's possible. It just depends on where you're going. I mean, I like with the type of job that I have, I could definitely, I mean, it wouldn't make sense to use railroads, but I could easily uh, live in a fucking RV and just like travel around and find various places to stay. Cause I, I never need to be in a specific office. I just need to be able to travel and be in contact with people. Yeah. There isn't really oh, wow. even an office for you to. No, there isn't. I mean, there, there is, there is an office in for our company. There's Cleveland, some people that right? work internally, but it's in, uh, uh, yeah, it's uh, just outside of Cleveland. So, um, and I've been there twice. Once for the interview. Once for the interview and once for training. Yeah. Did you like Cleveland? Uh, I didn't really get to spend time in Cleveland because the, yeah, the office is like 
probably a half hour to 45 minutes outside of the city and i just like stayed there for y'all y'all want a summer uh, in cleveland this year i don't think that's yeah a <laughs> i mean they made a whole song about it it must be a great place to live right yeah yeah how else am i going to become the host of the prices right <laughs> wait what <laughs> did you explain that one I mean, you know. Yeah. The price is right. I. Yeah. What is is Drew Carey from Cleveland? Yeah. Bob Barker. I mean, what song were you talking about? The one where it's like <laughs> Cleveland. You oh. Know, oh, I thought you were that, thinking about the Cleveland Rocks song. I yeah right. Is that what? Ah, uh, I don't remember you that know, line from the song. The theme song from the Drew Carey show. Oh, because it's no. it's partially autobiographical and based in Cleveland. Yeah, that one was lost on me. Mm. It was a bit. It was a bit of a. It was a bit of a one. It was a bit of a stretch. Two. It was an awful joke. What would it take? Uh, if you wanted to do use public transportation for your job, Jim, mm-hmm. it, is that something you can imagine doing in some alternate universe where there was better public transportation, intercity transportation? And if not, so, what would it be? Well, not currently, because like think about it like this: like vast majority of the you know clients I visit are retail shop owners right and i mean i am also trying to uh, work in more which i I do some now like interfacing directly with end users that that are on the commercial scale and then pull those sales back through my already set up like retailers and stuff um but even in that case if i was going even majority to uh you know commercial users of our products like there's not really a feasible way to take public transit to then like go to a city and say, visit seven clients in that area that are each 15 to 25, 30 minutes away from one another. Cause like I'd go there, I could take a train to a city and then rent a car, but I would need like, I need like pinpoint, like being able to arrive at an address type of a. Right. And then, so yeah, bounce back and forth. Or bounce to a bunch of different addresses in an area. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I do take, I do, um, you know, the first quarter of this year was kind of heavy on the, like, fly to a location and rent a car. So, in, like, that case, I could totally, you know, swap out the plane for uh, for a train. And that would, that would probably be the extent of what I'd be able to do. And that would actually be really nice because, obviously, on a plane, um, I, I'm just stuck not working for however long that is. Um, and if I, you know, to plan that during the workday, which like, you know, I'm not going to necessarily like go out of my way to book a flight overnight just to like be sleep deprived when I have to work the following day or whatever. Right. Um, it could be nice to be able to work while I'm doing that. So that's probably to answer your question, the extent, uh, that it would be useful for me is if I can travel those long distances first and then when I'm previously would fly and then rent a car. Here's an idea. Business conferences. Uh-huh. 
that happen in a location. But oh, but there's like uh, networking trains where everyone commutes there. Yeah, there's like a train that goes. You know, it's a it's a big old train that starts in New York and goes to where the conference is. We all know where the conference is. Come on, mm-hmm. you know where it is. Where is it? Where? Well, Las Vegas, of course. It's in Las Vegas, of course. And it's it's a train that's set up for you know, conference activities. You could have like different, you know, sort of events that happen along the way in different cars, you know, there's sleepers, right? It's like a hotel, you know, get to the, get to the conference. Like a cruise, but on rails train. Yeah. I I don't know if I feel like if you're doing that in that kind of company, you could probably get a limo to the airport and take a plane to Vegas. Right, but but it's the but it's also the like the social aspect of like the events that occur on the train, right? It's like okay, yeah, people are get get picked up along the way, and like there are sort of lead up events and networking events that occur sort of on the train. You're able to work on the train as well, like it's party set up to train. Have... There's definitely a murder mystery that happened. Like someone gets killed, and it turns out it was the conductor that did it. <laughs> like all these businessmen are on a train they got curly mustaches and like wireframe glasses <laughs> and all the lights go out when they go through a tunnel and then they they open up and then the, the monopoly guy's laying dead on the floor <laughs> mystery train mystery Who business was conference train it's a new uh all right okay the it, monopoly guy had a real was just in mid argument with the guy that uh owned the coal mines and so everyone suspects him at first, but it turns out the train conductor was having an affair with his wife. And <laughs> all right. He did it. All of this, all of this, except it's a it's a, a role playing game, the tabletop role playing game. Conferences, though, like actually travel to conferences in the in the U.S. Uh, that would be another great reason to take the train. A, I feel like there's a lot of reasons. I definitely next time I'm traveling somewhere. Well, next time I'm traveling somewhere, it'll probably be with you, Joe, when we use our flight vouchers. But other than that, I think I'll check out trains, see how possible it is. Yeah, no, it's it's it is nice. Like you know, again, like you know, to to get back to the, the fact that I do take the train a lot, like. You know, it is so much the difference. The last two episodes of this podcast were edited on a train. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> because this, of the convenience it affords. <laughs> and this one will almost certainly as well. Like the fact that I can get on the train, you know, pull out my uh, my computer, put on a, some headphones and just, you know, I basically if I'm so, somewhat diligent and, and uh, you know, there's not too much to do, I can get through editing an episode in a day, just, you know, start it in the morning and finish it on the ride home. And like the fact that I can have that sort of personal productivity to work on something that is outside of, of work in a sort of somewhat dedicated time where I, you know, I can't just be, you know, um, walking around the, the, the yard with a croquet mallet and uh, three, grapefruits um is nice that uh, i'm sort of forced excuse me grapefruits (laughs) stop you right yeah i don't play croquet like that yeah you know is that field hockey uh (laughs) 
It's called curling. It's called. <laughs> <laughs> it's called uh, citron. No, no, I got nothing. Okay, uh, um, citron. Yeah, I try to, you know, sometimes you get out over your skis. Uh, but yeah, no. Sometimes I, the skis in, uh, no, I can't do an in Russia joke, can I? It's mm. not a good time. <laughs> in Russia, skis <laughs> get out over you. <laughs> it's bad. Mm. Or what is it? Is the, is the joke in Soviet Russia? In Soviet Russia, yeah. skis yeah. get out this over you. Soviet. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, cut that out. Cut that. Cut that. Cut that. <laughs> cut it out <clears throat> yeah no having that dedicated time is really nice being able to sort of just be in a space because it's not always that i'm there at editing a podcast you know if i had if i had sufficient uh material to be constantly editing it'd be great but um you know we don't have that kind of time uh <laughs> the f- listeners don't have that kind of time <laughs> yeah. but the, you know there's i could do that one day i also did a lot of the the uh computer numerical controlled gotcha um machine like sort of thinking numerical planning. did you say numerical mm-hmm. new medical yeah new medical uh isn't it numeric it might be yeah yeah numeric yeah yeah well yeah you only built a fucking machine with that <laughs> Name. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. That's all the same. Um, I just build it. I don't remember the names. <laughs> uh, but you know, a lot of that thinking and planning for that happened on the train, right? Uh, you know, I've I when I was first riding the Amtrak regularly, I watched the entire season, the si- entire series of Thirty Rock on the train. Uh, you know, wow. I feel like in one day that yeah, was amazing. No. Um, if <laughs> it, was, it was on 35 time playback <laughs> inject it directly into my uh 30 but i don't know what you're what you're injecting 30 rocks into <laughs> i don't want to hear about it you see there's a pouch in it it links up right to you know wherever your, your urethra your, is yeah and when i say rocks oh, no. i mean <laughs> kidney stones um uh <laughs> Yeah, having that having that time and that space to do other things that isn't just driving, and I think that's obviously part of the premise, the promise of um, you know self driving vehicles. It's like, oh, we can regain so much of that time without to to Tyler's point, like sort of uh, eliminating the sort of personal freedom and convenience that comes from individual travel. You know, that's. That's a real, I think, a real consideration. Like, I do, the idea of, you know, because I do drive to work sometimes, and, like, there is a tremendous sort of lightness that you feel when you're not tied to a a particular timetable that is set through uh, some other, other person's decision. Yeah. There's no extra stops when you're driving yourself. Except mm-hmm. the <laughs> except to pee. Um <laughs> I mean I would hope you could hold it from here to Boston, right? Not with the amount of coffee I drink, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Plus traffic. I mean Yeah, definitely I, an autonomous vehicle would make much bigger of a difference for me. Yeah. 
like an autonomous like vehicle all that driving? with a small uh, an autonomous vehicle with a small hole drilled in the floorboard. Um, <laughs> it's probably way easier to piss in a bottle. Yeah, I was gonna say like I could definitely easily piss in a bottle that way. <laughs> or out the window. Uh-huh. Or out the window. Do <laughs> you know what also a has a bathroom though? Buses. Right. That's true. Every but, every field trip we ever had together, guys, where we had to ride a coach bus, there was right. always a bathroom that got ruined after <laughs> one oh kid used it. Absolutely wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> who was the who was it always the same culprit? Like never mind. I don't know. Let's not get into that. Um <laughs> I really tried to avoid it at all costs, honestly. Yeah. I mean, that's that's all you can do. Yeah, this yeah. like honestly there's a part of 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 this conversation in this that like even just seeing that graphic that little thing i'm like wait what if we're thinking about this all wrong like what if like the speed is a real thing right like a bus totally takes a, a long time but i mean honestly if our trains uh, you know even the amtrak service if it's really only averaging 60 miles an hour like damn dude you could definitely do that with buses like maybe and it's especially if you could like make it so that buses were allowed to like drive in breakdown lanes or something so that even if there was traffic they could potentially you know even at a slower speed drive on a clear view so that they could get past things a little bit easier because yeah i mean they they have get some kind of privilege right but i mean honestly we already have a lot of that already set aside they're called hov lanes Really? I don't really see them around between like, you know, New York and and Boston. They're not really too much of a thing. I don't I don't drive to Boston as much, but Well, the, I mean, they're there. There's certainly one, you know, at the critical point on the way over yeah, way on 93 and on 93. The, I mean, the HOV lanes tend to be where the traffic is. You know. So like maybe the answer here is really just luxury bus, like luxury electric buses. Like maybe there's actually one that I might've mentioned on the podcast before, actually, where it's from, it goes from DC to New York. (laughs) That was inappropriate and poorly timed. (laughs) I mean, isn't that the point, right? (laughs) Do you think do you think he knows that this is coming through the the sound here? I am so fucked up right now with like where the hell this stuff is going. I was just like <laughs> moving files over to the folder I wanted them to be in. <laughs> and I just like they just started playing. <laughs> no. God damn it, Jim. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Alright, but no, like is is the real answer like whole lot of service of like electric buses i said luxury i what i mean by luxury is not shitty like it has a bathroom so maybe shitty (laughs) but you know like buses luxury as in comfortable and not shitty like a normal bus right yeah the the, the problem you have to really eliminate more than anything even making buses more comfortable to me is eliminating the traffic like there are some places it's not going to be helped. The buses are going to hit the traffic like the GW bridge, you know? 
always right. going to happen. But if you can eliminate that right, on but that, interstates, right? But the GW Bridge, like you know, we're talking about intercity right travel, not. Oh yeah, I'm talking about intercity travel. My aunt, up until very recently, had a two-hour commute, like you do, every single day from Jersey to New York, and she took it primarily through bus because she would get went to the bus stop. And then the bus would take her all the way to the city where she worked. Right. And it was like a coach bus, yeah, too. Yeah, that's that's kind of like... The same city? Because it's megalopolis? Yeah, right. That, that's, <laughs> that, that feels to me more like... That's more like inner, intra-city travel. Don't you still have to go over that bridge, even if you're just going through New York City? Uh, you, you can take that or the tap and Z, but yeah, if you're trying to get into the city, you pretty much have to use the GW if you're trying to go around it. Tap and Z can be trafficy too, though. I oh, mean, yeah. Kind of guaranteed traffic if you're trying to get through New York City yeah. from here down and, to Delaware or something. Even the train has traffic, too, because, like, you can be stuck at Penn Station for a good while just sitting there doing nothing. Right. But to me, as long as I'm comfortable that traffic isn't the biggest deal. Yeah, like, if you're on a bus that isn't, cra- like, isn't, you know, doesn't feel like a, like a Vietnam-era stress position. Um, <laughs> whatever. Traffic? Fine. I'm not, you know, just, it's just time. It's not, like... True. And if you can focus. do what you want during that time... Yeah. It's, like, it's not that bad. You got 5G... You got 30 Rock, all 11 seasons? <laughs> I wish there were 11 seasons. I don't know how many. I was going to say, I don't know how many seasons there are. There were seven. I wish there were 11. It was a great show. But yeah, no, I'm thinking, my 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 thinking about this case is, has, is, is all really clearing up. I, I think, I think the real answer is, is, is electric buses, which is not what I expected. I mean, the roads are already there. Trains are nice. I mean, they probably can coexist, you know, and support uh, their particular uh, niches that that they operate best in. All right, little lit, little electric buses that are able to just drive right up onto rail cars. <laughs> Modular, just like yeah that would be really cool you could just, i mean if we sick. you could just have like a a system where like you could have a, a whole spider web of like buses right and you got to make sure you're on the right car when it's a train yeah <laughs> because like they they might just like split off you know oh right yeah you get on you get on the bus right like it's a bus it's a little bus like thing and then they all like sort of like sort of uh meld into a train and then Rather than you like needing to get off and transfer buses or anything like that, you just move to a different bus car. Yeah, like you get over from the uh, from the long distance one to like the local. Right, like you've just got little like okay, yeah, this here. All right, I I have now gotten onto the train. I'm going to this part of the city, so I need to go up three cars. That would be cool. That that's would be pretty amazing. sick, actually. I yeah, think that's yeah. the best idea we've had on this show so far. Yeah, <laughs> write this down. And by we, I mean definitely Joe. But <laughs> good job, Joe. <laughs> I think we've solved it. I think we've done it. 
I think. Yeah, this yeah, is you, it. you've. Uh, it's it's that honestly would be so cool. Cars get one lane and buses get all the others, and you just get this uh, ranching spider web of yeah, yeah. Bus, you just yeah, bus fuck the cars. You great. Just, you just get a, a you know a little yeah, just a little sucking sweep. Excuse me. <laughs> and, and wait, no, no. <laughs> uh, like I didn't know that was a surface. Yeah, office like the rail. Offered on you know, public like transit. Just, like, this is getting better and better. <laughs> <laughs> You won't believe that this train has a great new feature. You won't guess what it is. Right. And like even that idea, like, all right, imagine that. Excuse I- me? <laughs> is it powered by biofuel instead of electricity? Which one is that idea? The the, the spider web or the sucking? Spider web. <laughs> the spider web of, uh, like, combine that with the, like, conference. The conference oh, train idea. So rather than it just being this one route, like you could just have a whole bunch of sort of cars that can. Oh, and the, the killer could have gotten off at any one of them just by getting, <laughs> switching cars. Isn't isn't that a scene from Wolf of Wall Street? You Is know, there anyone the, driving this train anymore? <laughs> no, the conductor left. The conductor is gone. <laughs> the killer was the car itself. <laughs> it's an as it's an Isaac Asimov flick. It's becoming sentient. <laughs> It's been sentient. It's becoming angry. It's been. Have <laughs> uh, any of y'all had any exposure? I know Jim has minimal uh, to the Dark Tower series. Uh, I mean, from what I've seen from uh, not the, reviews of not the, the Idris Elba movie. I heard the movie was bad. I did as well. Yeah. But there's a, a train, Blaine the Train, in the third book. Blaine the Mono, sorry. It's like a sentient train. Is he a, is he a monorail? He's a monorail. You know, monorails... But he really missed an opportunity there with Blaine the monorails Train, honestly. are not good. Mon- monorails are bad. Yeah. Why do you say that? Uh, they got problems. They got real problems. Design. How do you do a switch, dude? How do you do a switch? How do you do a monorail switch? It's I don't know. I don't know anything yeah. about it's, the logistics of a monorail. It's way harder than a train than a, a bi rail train switch. Monorails are only good at Disney World. Yeah, I was just watching. So I remember seeing. Yeah, the track switching for monorails is absolutely bonkers. Here, here's a link. Drop that link. I'm going to put it in random. All right. Hang on, let me mute this and just have it playing in the background. But yeah, it's just, it's it's really difficult because they have to like be balanced on that rail. And so they like have things that go way down. It's not, it's not great. It's not great. How common are they? Monorail's very uncommon. It's like a technology that humans tried and were like, oops. <laughs> they were like, wait. Yeah. This actually. We should have known. Blows. That this this blows. <laughs> yeah, this sucks. <laughs> they like, look at the other railway system that everyone else is using. And they're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Like, Isn't here. there some issue already with like gonna... the proprietary nature of different railways in the U.S. too? 
Uh, is that a thing? I mean, the where, ga- like, different they're, they're gauge, not all like different gauge yeah. railway, railways. Uh, I was think the was US monorail is fairly... like a bad attempt to like make a proprietary thing? Like, okay, you got to pay us big money to use this rail because you need a monorail. Fucking good luck switching up the way your cars already are. I don't think so. Like, <laughs> I don't think. Or is that's it just it like was. Disney made it and was like, "This is mystical, fan- fantastical, and shit." <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but yeah, like look at that sl- that screenshot that I sent. random and, it, and that's like a pretty yeah, that's, that's like a pretty like simple switching space like you know what i mean like there's just a couple lines yeah it's a so mess. what even does that exactly does, or just like part yeah exactly oh. <laughs> monorails are bad that looks awful and it's not even really a monorail because it's got a little rail on either side straddling <laughs> that thing <laughs> It's bullshit. Wow. They lied to us. The it's monorails are not real. Monorails. Big, mon- here's the here's the one big lie that, or the one <laughs> lie that big monorail doesn't want you to know. It's we're going to go down. We're, we're regular Woodward and Bernsteins over here. <laughs> we found the lie. There's no such thing. Oh, man. I'm calling bullshit on this. Monorails don't exist. Just like giraffes. And birds. <laughs> yeah. Wait. What? <laughs> oh, these are these are bad internet memes. Giraffes? Yeah, giraffes don't exist. I've seen one. Like, how are people like giraffes yeah, don't you've, exist? You've been lied to by big giraffe, my friend. Fuck. Open your eyes. <laughs> we thought we won when we closed down Toys R Us, but they knew better. Should we wrap up? Yes, thank you, Tyler. Thank yes, you about thank that God. Time. <laughs> Get the fuck out. Get out of my ear holes. Took took the words out of my mouth. I think there's more uh, to be had on this conversation in future episodes. Was that it? Was that your, was that your closing yeah. thought? <clears throat> sure. Also, monorails are fake, giraffes don't exist, and birds aren't real. How do people get out of a Hyperloop tunnel if there's a fire? They don't. (laughs) (laughs) My final sentence is going to be that I want to take the party train or a jam train across the country. Dude. Have you guys? I meant to bring Music this up festival earlier. Train? But Are you? Have fucking, you guys yeah, fucking exactly. me, dude? Yeah, no, dude. that sounds cool. Have you guys watched the? I don't know if it's a documentary necessary. It's a documentary. It's called Festival Express. No, it no. includes the Grateful Dead, um, the band, uh, basically every like most of the artists that played in the last waltz, like a bunch of them, um. And 
they it's just a documentary where it's just like filming all these folks like in the relative early years of all their careers and uh they're just like in a train doing a tour across canada and it's just like the shows and then it shows has like a bunch of footage from like in the train of them just like partying together and jamming like between the fucking festivals it's awesome hell yeah that's great it's what introduced me to the band so it's great highly recommend it's on youtube it's not like a uh proprietary fucking thing on a streaming service or whatever festival express I'm on the Wikipedia page right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, is that is that everybody? Uh, I mean, I just kind of responded to you for my last sentence, right, yeah, but that wasn't. I, yeah, I, I couldn't recall where that came from. So, all right, Blake. Uh, I'm just going to say I like trains and quick shout out to that one guy I met on a train who he grew spiders and that was his job. And he just sold spiders around the country. You... And he had this massive spider tattoo on his body. It was super sick. And he was a cool guy to sit next to on the train. What part of his body? <laughs> his thigh. <laughs> Actually, sorry. His calf. Ooh. Oh, all right. Oh, his calf. Yeah, okay. right, that's different. Because yeah. I was gonna say, yeah. Where did, did you? Did yeah, I you don't see, like calves. Did you count? Yeah. Where did I see did this? Did you count eight legs? <laughs> <laughs> that spider had nine legs, baby. <laughs> <laughs> he called his spider shed the web dungeon. Oh boy, the dark web. Yeah. The dark web. No, that's what he calls his butthole. <laughs>